Today's daf is daf ches. We're holding the last few words at the bottom of Zion Ahmed Bays. Let's see the Gemara. Amar Rab Gidel Amar Rav. We're going to have three statements here from a Gidel Amar Rav. And each one of these statements are hotly debated by the Rishonim as to what the intent of Rav Gidel Amar Rav was. We're going to learn I'll be the derech of the Ran, but we will see the Ran himself brings in different opinions, and uh, we, we have time to we'll also mention some of the opinions of the other Rishonim that are here at Tosis, the Rosh, let's see. So let's do the first one. Amrav Gidel Amrav, Minayin, from where do we know, that a person can make a Shvua to fulfill a Mitzvah, Shenemar, the Pasuk says, that David HaMelech said that I made an oath to fulfill the Shmar, the safeguard, the Mishpatei kecha, your uh, righteous uh, requirements that, uh, that, that David HaMelech said, I made oaths to fulfill the mitzvahs. So obviously if David HaMelech could do it, then it's something we can do as well. Now, the Gemara, I'm just going to read and translate the simple shot in the Gemara, and we'll get back to how the Ron learns it. So the simple reading is that the question was, how do you know you can make a, an, an oath to do a mitzvah? I make an oath, I'm going to bench lulav. I make an oath, I'm going to put on tefillin. How do you know you can do it? Well, David HaMelech did it. Nishbati v'akayema. I swore to fulfill mishpatei tzidkecho. Frek the Gemara v'halem mushba v'oymed mahar sinayhu. Are we not already bound to take to do the mitzvahs and, and not to do Averis from Har Sinai and we have a rule that the Chora ain't Shvua Chalal Shvua that one oath cannot be deposited upon another oath if there's already a pre existing oath. You can't make an oath on something that already exists. So therefore how could there be a Shvua on a mitzvah? All the mitzvahs themselves we already are uh, uh, we already uh, are, are, are pre-bound by this synatic event? So What it's coming to teach me that it is permissible to for a person to encourage himself to uh, to put that pressure on himself, making a shvu. Okay. So that's the simplest translation was that the, the more saying, are, uh, are you allowed to, uh, does it work? Yeah, David Amelf did it. How could it work? Answer is that you could use it as a form of encouragement. Right? Let me tell you how the Ron learns this Gemara. The Ron learns this Gemara as follows. Is that we have in Masech HaShvuz, and we're going to count this a number of times, is that the rule of Shvua, this koach, that a person can make an oath, the passage says in there, has, actually has two aspects to it. Number one, that if a person uh, uh, violates certain types of Shvua, Shvua's bitui, there actually is a carbon that needs to be brought for the violation of a Shvua. In addition, if a person was warned that his actions are going to be a, uh, a, a, a violation, a desecration 
of his word. Bal Yachal Devaro, he's not allowed to uh, des- desecrate the, the word that, the, that he made when he took the oath. If he does so, he actually can get lashes in certain circumstances for it. So Losar say in the Torah, Bal Yachal Devaro, he is not allowed to desecrate the word, the oath that he took. So the initial uh, question was, is that, that the Chorah, how do you know you're allowed to go ahead and do it? And means and all the bells and whistles will apply. Stigmora, uh, right? And we see David Amelech did it. Stigmora answers is that no. Is that you can't be that you're Chayev with all the bells and whistles when you take such oath because the Gemara in Adarim says as follows, or the Gemara in Shavuah says as follows, is that the, when you make a shvua, it says that the way the Torah describes it is lahara or lahetiv. You can make a shvua whether you uh, it can be expressed in a in a positive or it can be ex- expressed in a negative. Meaning, I can make a shvua that I want to eat. I can also make a shvua that I don't want to eat. But that 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 is is cont- what is cont- uh, what's the word cont- contingent. In terms of determining whether the oath that you made is one that is binding, now this is the wrong thing. Legabe, whether you have to bring a korban specifically, is could this have been made both in the positive or the negative? Now, this explains the run. What it precludes one from making a shvua to be obligated a korban on a mitzvah or on an avera because because it cannot be said in either way. You cannot say I make a shvua. I can say to bench, not to bench. You don't have that option, and therefore, now there, I have a, I can, I can, I can't. I'm not going to eat this uh, this cheeseburger, but I can't say I'm going to make a cheeseburger. Therefore, therefore, for the carbonus aspects, it cannot go both ways. But the Ron's thing is, but nevertheless, it's still binding that you have violated Balyachal Devaro. That if you do an oath in either direction, whichever way you do it, it's still binding that you have violated the pasuk of desecration of your word, and in such a case, you actually can get you can get lashes for a shvua that's made on a mitzvah. That's the Ron's opinion. He backs it up with proofs. But his shita is when the Gemara says that you cannot make a shvua on something that is a, 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 something that you're pre-bound on a mitzvah, you're pre-bound. That's just to take off that there cannot be a carbon for it, but it is bound. So therefore, so how do we learn this Gemara? So he learns like this. He says as follows. The initial assumption was, if David HaMelech did it, then you can do it. And on that, the Gemara pushes back. But There can't be that you can do it because, I mean, that you can do it with all the bells and whistles because we know from the Gemara Nadarm that if there's a pre-existing oath, and it doesn't, therefore it doesn't go both ways. It's not binding legabe carbon. But the more, and, and what, what is the more answer? Yeah, I understand. It's not binding legabe carbon. Good. That's not, but what, what, what it means is as follows. Even when it is binding legabe, let's say bal yachel, right? Not always we see that it's a, considered a good thing to take oaths. Right? In fact, taking an oath, right, the Gemara is going to bring down, Shlomo Melech castigates people who take oath. They're not supposed to do it. However, if it's to do something that is good, it's to Mekayim a mitzvah, then it is an appropriate action. Right? Then it is an appropriate action to do. How do we know it's an appropriate action if it's to do a mitzvah? 
Because David Amelch did it. If David Amelch did it, then that's not something we could be. But the Ron's opinion is, yes, it is binding. That's not wasn't the issue. It's binding, not like the carbon, you're right. But it's binding about the alphabet. How do we know it's appropriate? Because David Amelch went ahead and did it. Now that's the Ron's understanding of the Shakotai of this Gemara. However, you take a look at Tosla, you take a look at the Rosh, some of the others showing him, they learn when the Gemara says that if you have bound by an oath in, in, in Har Sinai, then therefore and you cannot verbalize it in both ways, it's not binding at all. It's not binding at all. And therefore, they say, well, if it's not binding at all, then, they don't, then, you, then, 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 first of all, first of all, it could be even you're not supposed to do it because you might be using Hashem's name in vain, and then, oh, sometimes you use Hashem's name. If we don't use Hashem's name in vain, then you're going to end up, and you, and might come to be using it. On that, where it says, if it encourages you to do a mitzvah, even though it's not binding, it's still considered to be an appropriate thing to go ahead and do. But not because it's binding in any way. And that's a big machlokus between Russia, the, 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 the Russia and Tosis, for example, against the Ran. But that's the way, so according to Ran, the outcome of it, and according to Tosis and Russia, is that, you're, that either it is binding, it's not binding, but it's an appropriate thing to do if it gets you, encourages you, to get the job done. Just the difference is, according to the Ron, it actually is binding. You get lashes for violation in certain circumstances. Where according to Tosfos, and if it's for a mitzvah, it's not binding at all. That is the first statement, the first statement of Rav Gidol Amarav. Let's go to the second one. All right, for Amar Rav Gidol Amarav, Haomer. Okay, there's so much stuff on this, but we're going to hit this. Person says Ashkim Eshna Perikzu. Says person says I'm going to get up. I'm going to wake up. Hashkama, first thing in the morning, I'm gonna make, uh, I'm gonna learn, I'm gonna learn a certain parak, or Eshna Masech I'm going to learn this Masech, I'm gonna learn Dafyomi, I'm gonna learn. A person says such a thing, Neder Godol Nodololokei Yisrael. You have made a great Neder to the God of Israel. Alright? Now, let's start right off the bat, which like, the, the, uh, both the Ran and the Rosh point out over here, is that the language of nether here is not being used in a very, in a, in, in a, in a specific manner. It's used more in a general term. Because if a person makes a, a, a binding commitment to do something, an action, or not to do an action, we learned earlier in the Masechda, that would fall under the category of Shvua. That does not fall under the category of nether. Nether has to involve what? Nidre Isur. Right? Has to involve an object. Right? That you can, and therefore the Ron says that, that, that usually it involves an object, usually it has to be from the negative. I will not eat this loaf of bread. That's what it is. But so therefore I'm going to learn, I'm going to get up early, so that using the word nether godel, but it really doesn't mean a nether, it means a shvur. From take, uh, I'll take a moment at the end of this and show, and tell you a different shot over here. But anyway, the Gemara's question is, again, Lechora, are we not pre-bound to learn Torah? If we already at Har Sinai accepted on ourselves that we have to study Torah, right? Then Neder Godel's mashma that it's binding with all the bells of the bells and whistles, which means in addition to that, there's a Baal Yachel, you cannot desecrate your word, but also mashma Korban, mashma everything, but can't be everything because we just said that if you're Mushba Ba'omer Har Sinai, that can't be everything. And therefore the Shvua cannot be completely uh, fall on another Shvua. Again, according to the Ron, it means to be a carbon. You can be bound, but not to be high of a carbon. 
So when it says, so my kamash malan, so what is the chiddush? So now if you tell me, well, it's just telling me it's a good thing to do because, it, and it's not, you're, you're not in any violation of making shvurs that you shouldn't be making, etc. because you're trying to, to get yourself to learn Torah, what could be better than that? So if it's not, that it's coming to tell you that you're allowed to do it to encourage yourself, we can't believe that that's the second teaching of the Rav Gidol Marav, because that's what he taught. The first, the first one. So that's the first Rav Gidol Marav. So when it says like this, and I'm going to read the words, and then we're going to have to go back and explain it. Hakamash Malan, what it comes to teach me is Kaven the Iboy Potter Navshav Ekriyashma Shachas Varvis. For the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, all you need to do is say Kriyashma in the morning, Veshachachav Kamecha, that that's the Shachachav Kamecha is going on, 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 on Torah. That if you learn, you say your three parshas of Kriyashma in the morning, you say your three parshas of you fulfilled your obligation of your learning, which means that this is a simple reading of this morning, which means that any additional obligation you place on yourself, I'm going to go learn Maseches Nadarim, I'm going to go learn a, a Perak and Tanakh, that is above and beyond the obligation that you have for Talmud Torah, because Talmud Torah, you fulfill your obligation with the Krishna in the morning, Krishna. Therefore, that type of shua could be binding with all the bells and the whistles. Because again, what's not binding with all the bells and whistles, i.e. with carbon, etc., is where I said I'm going to swear to make up to avenge Lula. You can't do that to Bechayim a Korban because I'm already because I already have a pre-existing. But, but to say that I'm going to learn an additional Perek or additional Masechta, that is an addition to my obligation. The the simple reading of the Ram, because I mean the simple Gemara, because you you own to be Yotzi a mitzvah Tamatora. You can just say the Shema in the morning and the Shema in the so therefore Mishumachi Chayish Shmuel Chayale the Shmuel Bechayim the Ram says even the Gabe Korban now. Step back for a moment. Ask the Ron, what's going on over here? What, a person fulfilled his obligation to study Torah by just saying Krishna in the morning, Krishna in the evening. Lechora, we have Sukkim, it says that, the Gisa Bo Yomam Balailo, that I have to be involved in the study of Torah day and, all day and all night. And the Bosnian, the Shinantam, that you have an obligation to your Torah, Shinunin, that the Torah has to be so clear in your mouth that if anybody asks you a question, you're able to answer it. You're not going to get that level of clarity by just saying Krishma in the morning and saying Krishma in the evening. So how do you tell me, yeah, that the rest of Torah you don't have to do, you just have to say Krishma. That, that's not true. We know that that is not. The Ron says a very important so this is the Ron's opinion. Then when we say that a mitzvah that is 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 you're pre bound with that an oath cannot work on it. Again, the Ron Shita, I cannot work on it to be machai you a carbon that's only on a mitzvah that's explicit in the Torah. But if there's a mitzvah in the Torah that we derive through Drosha, through explication, but since it wasn't written explicitly, an oath can be binding on it for carbon even, for carbon. And therefore, the Ron says like this, he says that the only explicit obligation to study Torah 24-7, that, uh, to study Torah, I'm sorry, to study Torah that's written in the Torah is b'shach b'chav When you get up, you have to do something, but when you go to sleep, you have to do something. That's a Kriyashma is written there. The 
Pasuk, for example, Vashinantim Levanecha, it means you have to teach your kids. We dash and Vashinantim, that has to be so clear, that's a drasha, that Shinantim has to be so clear, right, the Gizabah Yom I guess that's not even in, 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 in Chumash, that's not in Chamisha Chumash Torah, so it's not explicit. So therefore, of course, there are other aspects of Talmud Torah, you have to finish Torah Kulo, you have an obligation, you have to know Torah with clarity that anybody asks you a question, you can answer. You're not going to get that from saying Krishna in the morning, Krishna in the but the point is that the only explicit obligation that's written in the Torah that you have to learn is the Krishna in the morning, Krishna in the and therefore, if you say I'm going to get up and learn a Masechta, or I'm going to get up and learn a Perek, that is above and beyond what's explicitly and required. Me. What's that? And if you made that obligation, you then it. you would have to bring a Korban. Yeah. So that's now that is real serious. And and, uh, and the Ran says over here something. A couple of things here that are 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 are, are very very important to understand. The Ron says that from here we also see, because this fellow who just said, I'm going to get up in the morning, he never even said a lotion of a, he says a shvua, right? He never said a lotion of a shvua. So Ron says, anytime you make a commitment to do something that's a, a, a positive thing to do, even if you don't use the lotion of a shvua, it's all about, and that's why, what do we always say when we say this? Lean Eder. That's why this concept of Lee Nether comes into being. Because if you don't say Lee Nether, you are bound. And the Ron says, might have to bring a carbon on such a thing. So therefore, you have to be very careful when we speak. That's why we always say Lee Nether, even if you're not saying it as a Nether, if it's a good thing to do, you want to teach yourself not to say, to say Lee Nether on that. Okay, that is the second teaching of the, the, of, 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 of Okay, now, uh, third teaching of Gidel Amarav, right? Uh, let's see. Amarav Gidel Amarav, Ha'umel Chaveiro. If you say to your friend, let's make a Chavrusa. Okay, tomorrow at six o'clock in the morning, we're both going to get up and let's do it. He said, let's make a Chavrusa. Nashkim Venishne Perekzer. We're going to get up and we're going to learn a certain teaching, you know, a certain chapter. Alav Lahashkim. He has to get up first. You initiated that. And you told the person that you're going to do it. So not only are you going to see, it's binding, right? It's binding, right? So he says like this, uh, right? Now, how do we know this? Because when, when uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Yechezkel, he said, Vayomer Eli, he said, Kum, get up, say, go out, El Abika to the valley, V'sham Adaber Oskar, now I'm going to speak with you. So it says that Hashem instructed him, get up early, I want to meet with you, I want to have an, uh, a, 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 an interaction with you. And, he, and, uh, and it says, when I got up early and I went out to the, the valley, Hashem was there already. So you see, if you initiated the interaction, you better be, you better be there first. That is the second thing that we, that, that's the third thing that, that we learn over here. And here the Ron, this is where the Ron actually, I jumped the gun on it, but the Ron says over here, uh, where is it? The Ron says that, Allah Lahashkim, Mistavali, Dahakikam, Kamich Amar Nashkim, since he said we're both going to get up early, but you initiated Kibbal Allah, Shiahuma Orer Bedavar, you are now the one who's initiating this. You have to be more passionate about it, so you have to be there first. Vitar Dikamash Balan, this is, and two things we learn from here. One, the Kabbalah Ba'al Meladvar Mitzvah, if you accept in yourself to do a mitzvah, 
even if you don't use a Loshan Neder, it's binding, number one, right? In Loshan Shvu, it's binding. And the second thing is that if you involve somebody else to do it, you better step up first. That's the... That's correct. That's correct. Right. He's saying that we learn from a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Right, that was bothering me a little bit. A Kodesh Baruch Hu is everywhere. But the Torah, the Torah doesn't have to... Then why is the Torah got to say? Then why is the was there, right? When he was there. We see by Sinai also. He was there. Like the Chassan goes out to greet the Kawir. Anyway, let's go back to him. Everybody calls it out though, right? I mean, aren't there times when Hashem then comes and approaches someone so that person is there first? Hashem came to speak to someone? Yeah, but when he's not... At, the, at that time, but he's not saying... Don't meet me. Let's yeah, do something else. Get up early and let's... let's, 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 let's all right. All right. Let's go back to it. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I would say, Rabbi, it's still the thing where Hashem then comes to that person. I went there. Okay, Hashem is there, but then He came to me. Even though He's there versus... Yeah. This is... He's already there. You're, 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 answering, you're asking the question. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, mine says like this. Guy goes to sleep has a dream that in his sleep they put him in Cherem. Right? He had a sleep, in his sleep they put him in Cherem. So I'm Rabbi Yosef, Niduhu B'chalai. He had a, 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 a Nidui in his dream. Tzarech Yud Bnei Adam Lahatilo. He should get ten people and all ten people have to be Matir the Nidui. They have to remove him from the Nidui. Right? And not only that, now the Ran gives two shots. The one shot is that it's happening to people that have learned Gemara. Of a Muslim, who always learns Mishnah, that at a lower level, you don't, don't rely on those people. You have to have people that actually have studied Gemara. The other shot is people that have taught, as opposed to people that have only learned. Learning is not a good enough level. You have to have also taught what you have learned. That's the other shot. But if all they do is learn, but they hadn't taught, all they learned was Mishnah, not Gemara, then Loi. Now, if you can't find people that have studied Gemara, then then you can rely on the second rung, that they've only studied Mishnah, or again, they've only learned and not taught. Alright. Now, what's Pshat over here? So, the, the, the Ron explains that a dream could be viewed as, as the Gemara says, it's one sixtieth of a Nebuah. So therefore, when a person is sent a dream, it's like he's been sent something like it's, it's in the, uh, the Shechina. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is giving him a Nebuah. So now if you see that you've been put in Nidui in your dream, there's a possibility that what? That who sent this person to put you in Nidui? It's in Vom HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, normally to remove a Nidui, you either need three people, sometimes even a one person can go ahead and remove it. But if it's something that was you were put into with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, backing, then you know HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes when there's a minion. So therefore you need HaKadosh Baruch Hu involved also in the removal. We don't do it over here. When I was in Yeshiva, when you do HaTaras Nadarim, right? HaTaras Nadarim, they also would take ten people and they would say, in case I was put into Nidui that I wasn't aware of, I don't remember, so therefore, Mutalach, 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 and ten people say it to you. Mamish, we, we, they, in case there was a Nidui. Now, a Nidui is a very serious thing. It's not just you get excommunicated, but it's also there's a curse involved. Uh, I think there's a, I remember seeing that actually a curse that a person should die. 
So it's a serious thing. People want to take it seriously. So therefore, since it could be a message that you're in need of and, 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 and through an agency from a Kodesh Baruch let's take it seriously, have a minion to remove it. Now, what's it? We can't find a minion, right? You're going to show that day there was no minion. So what do you do? So Lezo, the lace of Aparsha's Drachim, go stand by crossroads. Now the girsa that we have in our Gemara, which is the Ron's girsa, is different than the Mephorosh over here. Remember, Rashi is not Rashi, but it's the Mephorosh. I'll tell you the difference in Rashi. So the Ron learns like this. Go and find ten people, and as, and, 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 and as they, people come by, say Shama Aleichem. Ad the mikli le asar until you can get ten people gathered together, right? The the gemiri hilchasa that were, that did study Torah or that either learned Gemara or that taught Torah, and then you'll use those ten, right? So the Ran says, so what's the purpose of saying the Shalom Aleichem? Says the purpose of Shalom Aleichem is that at least it staves off the negative effects. In the meantime, someone's saying Shalom Aleichem, it's that peace should be with you, right? Hashem should be with you. That stages off the it, it's an inter it's a, it's a stopgap measure. At the end of the day, you want to remove the need to it. So just saying the Shalom Aleichem to ten people is not going to help you. Remove it. But, but right, until you get to that. The Ron has, the, the, I mean, the Mephorosh has a different girsa over here. The Mephorosh's girsa is over here. Yoav Shalma Lebei Asura. That the Shalom Aleichem that you got from ten people collectively removed the Nidui. That's how he learns it. So it's a different Girsa than our Gemara. But he learns, no, the purpose of the ten people saying Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem, Shalom Aleichem, cumulatively give you the ten, and that is enough to remove the Nidui. Whereas going to Ron, it's not enough. It just saves off negative impact. You have to have the ten together to remove the Nidui. That's the Machlokas over here. So let's go weiter. Now, Amalei Ravina le Ravashi. Ravina uh, said to Ravashi, Yadaman shamte mahu delishrole. What if in the dream you saw that it was your next door neighbor that put you in Cherem? Now we learned before that if you put somebody in Cherem, you don't have to go necessarily to a based in or or right. Maybe the person who did it can be also be the person who removes it. So if you know in your dream. That Reuven was the one who put you in Cherem. Can I go to Reuven and say, listen, in the dream, you put, can you remove this from me? And then it avoids having to get ten people to go ahead and do it. So, so he says it doesn't work. Because Hashem made this guy the Shliach in your dream. But, that mean, but it doesn't mean that he made this, this guy the Shliach to remove. So therefore, if the whole board is over here, we need Hashem's involvement, which only helps with a minion. That, so therefore, knowing who the person is doesn't take away the fact you still need Hashem's involvement in matir. And therefore, unless you know for sure Hashem sent him to remove the nidu, you can't remove the nidu with that one guy. You still need the ten people to go ahead and remove the nidu. So, Amalei Ravach Ravashi, Shamtu What if you had a dream, the beginning of the dream, that put you in Cherem, and, and at the end of the dream, they removed it. So now, no harm, no foul, right? Right? Someone says you can't rely on that. Why? So I'm Just as when you harvest grain, you're always going to find that it is going to be the the husk, the non-edible portion of the grain is going to be together with the with the with the, with the grain with the, with the edible portion. The morning Bracha says so too in a dream that you cannot always you never rely on a dream but everything in the dream is true we actually bring a raya from Yosef remember when Yosef said I had a dream and there were twelve uh, stars and the sun and the moon and they want to bring this as a raya the sun and the moon the chorus his father and mother but at that time his mother 
had passed. So you see, there's always an element to a dream. So how do you know that the element of the dream that is correct is the removal of the nidu? Maybe the part of the dream that was okay was the placing of a nidu. But maybe the part that he that, that was not the element that's appropriate, and therefore you still have not removed so therefore, without having parts of it which are void, which are not real, and cannot be accepted as a uh, as a partial a prophecy. All right. Now, the uh, the Ron actually has a discussion over here. It's fascinating. He says, "Does that mean I actually have to deal with myself as if I'm, I'm in nidui?" Right? It's just that, that stringency. But, or no, I have to let people know, hey, you can't talk to me, you can't do business with me, you can't come to Dalit Amas. The Ron discusses, it says, Saruch Iyun, whether you need this. Then the Ron brings down a different child. He says, what happens if you saw a nether in a dream? Well, Is it a nether? Whatever the nether was. I mean, and obviously you cannot impact on somebody else, but does, what happens if it impacts on you? If a nether is binding, what about a nether? So the Ram says that this is actually a machlokas nershonim. The logic, he would say, is it's not binding, because the whole idea of the nether is that it has Hashem's backing and Hashem's involvement in it. A nether, maybe not so much, maybe that's not something that... Uh, would be considered binding, but he brings down from the Shuvah Sarash brothers that somebody asked the Rajbah, I had a nether in a dream, and the Rajbah said, you have to be matter that nether. So, he gave it that force. Let's go on to the next piece. So, top of Chesam and Beis. Ravina havale nidra lidabisu. The Ravina had a nether, means basically there was a nether upon his wife that needed to be removed. Now, the Mepharshim speak out over here, it either was something that did not fall under the category that a husband can do for the wife. It wasn't either, uh, and therefore he did not do it, or it did fall under that, but he had allowed the statute of limitation to expire. It was more than 24 hours, we accepted it, and now he's stuck, right? Now, there is a way to remove a nether, is that you can go to a chacham or a beistin, and you can express charota. Charota means regret. So when you express regret, they listen. Like, I said I'm going to go to the mikvah every morning. I didn't realize there's no heat and it's going to be uh, 40 degrees in the water. And, and therefore, I want to remove that net. There is such a concept of harata, of removal. Now, the thing is as follows. What the question was that Ravina did not want his wife to have to go before Bastin. It's considered very imposing, we've spoken about, to be anyone who's been in dip- depositions. No, that's really imposing. He didn't want his wife to experience that. So he wanted to know, can my wa- I be the agent for my wife to express the charata that they can go ahead and be made for, and that they can go ahead and annul her... Uh, her, her nether. That was the question that he wanted, what he was asking. So, so he went to Rav Ashi. So, it's, the way it's written, it seems to be Ravina was the Talmud of Rav Ashi. So, there are some that learned that this is not the famous Ravina in Rav Ashi, because Ravina was not a the, the famous Ravina in Rav Ashi that lived in a, the, the, the fourth century. Was there, therefore, they were not, why Ravina wasn't, but it could be a different Ravina of Ashi. Anyway, he said, can a husband be the Shliach for the Charota of his wife? So, Amar Leh, so he answered him, Imechanfin, if Beistin have already gathered, and that you don't have to go now and gather the Beistin in, then you can do it. But Eli, Loi. But if not, not. 
Now, there is the Rambam, the, the, the Ran brings down over here a machlokus between the Rambam and Tosvos, how to understand the shaklotaria of what we just had. The way the Rambam learns as follows. The Rambam learns that Lachora, when a person expresses harota, you have to show, you have to express that you show regret. You cannot make an agent. You want to make an agent that somebody can go makabal kedushin for you. That is black and white. But regret that they didn't have to hear it from you yourself. So a regular person cannot be an agent for, someone for, ha- for someone's chadrata. But a husband, since ishto kagufo, so therefore maybe the husband is able. To it's a loophole exactly, which is why that if there is already a basin in existence, they're going to rely, we rely on that loophole. But to go and put together the basin just to rely on that loophole, that we do not go allow you to go ahead and do. That's the way the Rambam learns this. Okay, Tosfos learns exactly the opposite. Tosfos learns, of course, you can make somebody a shliach. Well, you can make a shliach to go ahead and makadosh. Why can't you make somebody shliach to go ahead and express your charot? Because there's even opinion that holds charot that can be done even writing on a piece of paper. So therefore, what's the issue here? The issue over here is that we're worried that since it's the husband and it's more meaningful to him, he might embellish. He might embellish. That's the question over here. So therefore, Timon is exactly the opposite. The way the Rambam learns, of course, nobody else. Shiley is, what about the husband? Yes. It's a loophole for the husband to do it. The Tosvah the, the is learning, of course, everybody else. The question is, do we allow for the husband, are we worried that he might embellish? On that, the more answers. If basting is already there, and he did not have to go through great efforts to get the basting together, we're not that worried that he's going to embellish. Exactly. But if he had to go and do all this effort to get the husband to, to I'm not going to do all this for nothing, he's going to embellish with conscious, subconscious, and that's when we don't allow the husband to do the charota for his wife. Embellish the, the effects. How, how, how much regret they're actually, I'm going to go put them, kind of basting together, getting everyone together, and, I'm, and it's not going to work. Yes, right, exactly. That's, that's how the Tosh is learned. is exactly the opposite than the Rambam. Okay, now. Shmami Natwas, from this teaching that Rav Ashi answered Ravida, we can derive three halochas. Number one. That a man can be, under certain circumstances, the agent for the charota of his wife. By the way, this is a good idea. When we do have Torahs Nadorim, a person should always say is that I'm doing this on behalf of my wife as well. Now, Shmami no lo shari mishri nidra. But The second thing is that you see, why don't Ravina just do it himself? Why do you have to go to Ravashi? Because Ravashi was his Rebbe. And you see, now that the girsa we have, actually not that it's not permissible, but Loyai. Loyai is that's the girsa of the Ran. It's not appropriate. It's like a, da- it's a lack of respect. So you fung- you're going to be Matir. You're going to do a Hafara or ma- Matir the Nether and your Rebbe lives there in the neighborhood? Not supposed to do that. You should go to your Rebbe and get permission to go ahead and be Matir the Nether if your Rebbe is there. Not that you're not able to do it, but this is just a sign of respect. We'll be disrespectful not to consult in him first. Number two. Right? They're right. So therefore, again, Loyai is the gear stuff that it's not appropriate. Not that it's not, not permissible, but it's not appropriate to go ahead and do it. That's why Ravino had to consult with Rashi before he did it. 
Alright? Shari la Mishra Nidra Ba'asadiravne. And the third thing is Maminaki Mikhanfin Shapridami. That if there is already a basin that is gathered together to go over to that basin, you can go directly and you can do it without having to consult in your Rebbe first. It's only if it requires that you have to go and gather a base in and get them, then you should really consult in your Rebbe before you go ahead and do it. And, and the run also speaks out that that means because there are cases where a person can do it himself. Person is able to do himself, but that would here since you're doing it with a base in, it's not like considered an affront to the rebbe. But that base in should there be there already, and not that you're going looking. You're already going looking to go to your rebbe first and get get uh, permission. Now, that is when it's a nidui. What if it's a shamta? You want to remove? Uh, that's where it's a neder. I'm sorry, but what if it's a shamta? What if it's a nidui? We said nidui. There's there's chazal uh, someone's put a nidui aside from the practical impact immediately that you have all these things that you're not allowed to do. But it's also there's a curse involved that affects the well-being of the person that was put in nidui. So therefore, the shamta de There you don't have to go consult in your rebbe. Even if you're in a place where your rebbe is, you can go and get the people to remove the nidui because we're dealing with the well-being of an individual. We're not going to go and, and, and your Rebbe will understand that. It's not viewed as an affront because you, it's something that as soon as you can get it off, it's better to do. Now, the Yachid Mumcha Shari Shamta. An expert, you don't need a base in. An expert can remove a nidui. Now, what is an expert? So the Ron's opinion is, and sometimes an expert means somebody got smicha from Eretz Yisrael and... Shamp for a shamta. Did I say, I said nidu, a nidu, a nidu, a nidu. is a shamta, right? Not a neder, a nidu. Okay. So therefore, that you can that you can use an expert. An expert means that he's well versed in the halachas. That's the wrong one. So it doesn't mean that he has smicha that the masora that they gave. That's why in Eretz Yisrael, any amora that's got the, that's got the name, it's always rab because that wasn't real smicha. Real smicha was rebbe. The Tanayim, they're all Rebbe. They had that smicha, right? They had Ganaza, Ben Yazoma did not have the smicha. But if they got the name Rebbe, they got it. And you live in, uh, in the Amorite also, some of them had still that smicha was still going. But if you didn't have it, otherwise you did not get the title Rebbe unless you got the smicha. Okay. Now, Amrab Shimon Bar Zvid, Amrab Yitzchak Bar Tabla, three easiest lines in Shas. Amrav Shimon Barzvid, Amrav Yitzchak Bartavla, Amrav Chia Aricha, the Bey Rabbi of Rav Acha, Amrav Zera, Amrav Loza, Amrav Chanina, Amrav Meisha, Mishmeid Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eloh. Four lines of us. Okay, so therefore, that's the Masora of this uh, Membra. My Dechsiv, what is meant in the Posuk? The Posuk says, V'zar Chalachem Yirei Shumi. That the uh, that the sun will shine from for you those who fear my name. The end of the positive Shem Tzadokamarka is that, and it will be a sun that is a sun that offers tzedakah. That will be a charitable sun and also a healing sun. What is the positive referencing? Those who fear my name. So he says, "Avshad is elu bnei adam shein yirei in lohitz yishem shemayim lebatola." It's a special blessing to those people who were very careful not to use Hashem's name in vain. They were yirei shemi. They were fearful of my name. So there's, there's different levels of yira. There's yira sachet, yira saromimus. But people, even the Hashem's name, they're so careful with. So people, you know, you know, that could be making sure you don't throw something out uh, with Hashem's name on it. Making careful how we speak, you know. We, that, that, those people have a special blessing that somehow the sun will be a healing factor for them, right? It'll be a shemesh tadaka or marpa, a shemesh that will heal and, and, and be charitable for them. So Amr Abayah, from Abayah says, you see from this, Shmami no, 
that charga de yoma masi. So Abai understood that he's even talking about that sun being a healing factor is even bismanazeh. Is that sometimes you see what he calls I mean, particles in the rays of the sun. He says, you see, though, he understood me, that's particles from the sun. I don't know if that's what it is scientifically. But anyway, the particles of the sun, the particles of the rays of the sun, Masi is, uh, has a, a, a therapeutic impact on a person. We know that. Go, go sit in the sun. You get the, right, not too much, but there is a therapeutic vitamin D, right? That's, a, that's a, you know, I, I'm, I'm, every time I go to my... Uh, Doctor Dr. Silverstein, he puts me with, he makes me take more vitamin D. He says, you sit behind a desk, you don't get out in the sun enough, so therefore you need vitamin D. But there's a therapeutic benefit from the sun. So, Pligid of Shimon Lachit, that this interpretation of the Pasuk, that Shimon Marpo, because of Bzman Azeh, there's a therapeutic benefit, he's arguing with the understanding of the Pasuk from Rav Shimon Lachit. The Amar, En Gehenim Ulam Habo. He said, L'asid Lavo, there's no more Gehenim. There will not be Gehenim. I mean, there might be Gehenim nowadays, the Rambam stands. But when the Sof Yomim, at the end of days, when there's going to be the final judgment, there will not be Gehenim anymore. Hashem will take the sun out of its sheath. Tzadikim is The Tzadikim will benefit, they will be healed from the impact of the sun. But that same experience will cause judgment for the Rishoyim. For those who are tzaddikim, who feared Hashem's name, will be a Shemesh Marpa. And not only will it be a healing experience, but it will be a pleasure, pleasurable experience. The sun, when that when that hidden light is revealed, that will, they will bask in its rays. It will give them pleasure. Shenemar the Yatsasim, the Pasuk says like this, the Pasuk in, uh, in, in, in Malachi, it says a day is going to come out, it will come, and the, the, and, and, uh, no, there's a, uh, yes, it says, Zachalahem, Yureshmi, for those who are fearful of my name, will be a Shemesh Toko Marpe, uh, and it says the Yatsasim, and you will go out, Utishtem, and you will flourish, Ke'egle Marbek, like the calves of Marbek, you will jump around and you be energized and get pleasure from the sun, the rays of the sun. Farashayim and the wicked Nidainimbo, they will have the opposite experience. It will actually be the, uh, a punishment. They will be burnt by that experience. That same positive says that for the wicked, there will be a day comes and they will be burnt up, consumed like a furnace. There'll be the Revolva, the great Mashkiach, to explain, he says, like this, just to get an understanding. He says, like, you have two individuals. You tell a guy, you know, I'm going to now, going to put you in a situation, you're going to sit in a Gemara share for the rest of your, for the rest of eternity. Right? Somebody will say, wow, there's nothing better. He says, somebody that has not prepared himself and does not enjoy learning Gemara, you tell the guy, you're going to be in a Gemara shear now, you know, and there's no clock that you can look at that you can get out of. He says, that's Gehenna. That will become the Gehenna. So the same experience that is the pleasurable experience. If you prepare yourself for it, then you will have the ultimate pleasure from the Roshayim, on the other hand, it is the ultimate act of destruction for them because they have not prepared themselves for that experience. They want to have one of the Gehenna. Yeah.